Hey folks, this is Daniel McGarry with the Acre Podcast. Uh, today we are coming to you as the season finale of our season one of Acre Podcast. So we had a very special guest on today. We have Lindsay Hart Farrell of Ryan and Rose Cutie Clips. She's going to talk to us all about starting her own business, moving it to a one-person operation to multiple employees. The secret to that is prayer. You'll find out that Lindsay's faith really informs a lot about what she does as an entrepreneur, and so we can't wait to share this with you. All right. Well, thanks for coming here. Uh, Lindsay Farrell, the Lindsay Farrell uh, of Memphis. Um, So... I have a bunch of questions, a bunch of stuff that I think I would like to ask you. I just want to, just to start out, you are currently running a company. Yes. Mother of two. Mm-hmm. Recently had a child. Yes. So congratulations. Thanks. Um, and I know your husband's an entrepreneur and he's running his business. I mean, you guys have got to be pretty busy raising a new family and doing all these things on the side. So, um, why don't you just walk me through, so what is your, what's your history with that? How did you get into launching a business in the first place? Was that something you always thought you'd be doing? Just sort of share how that all got started. So it's kind of crazy because I never, where I'm at today, I never imagined I'd be here um, for many reasons. Um, one, I never really had a dream to have a business. Um, if you would have asked me 10 years ago where I would be, I would say I'd be working at White Station for 30 years as an interpreter. And God, and that's kind a school. Of, that's a school, okay. a local school. And um, I was a teacher for the deaf. But back up a little bit more, I was I started out as an interpreter. And what's um, the difference? So basically, an interpreter basically goes with the different deaf students to the classroom and interpret what the teacher says. And then the teacher, a teacher for the deaf, actually goes into a regular ed classroom and co-teaches. And so they're actually signing for themselves. But then you also have an interpreter who's interpreting for the other teacher. So gotcha. it's kind of complex. <laughs> I mean, just like another language. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, so how long were you doing that for? So I was at White Station 11 years, but I started out as an interpreter, and then God led me to be an, a teacher one day. I wasn't qualified. He just said, hey, I want you to apply for this job. And I'm like, okay. And I did, and I got it, and I went back to school and got my master's in deaf ed. And so that's what I thought, okay, I'll, I'll, I can do this for 30 years. That's fine. Was that at White Station too? That was at White Station. And so... Then a few years later, I opened this business and God, again, is like, Lindsay, it's time for you to move on. And it's like, are you, are you sure? Like I struggled. It's probably the hardest decision in my life, quitting, take, you know, letting that go. Cause it was something I fought for, you know, deaf rights. That was just my heart for so many years. And then to stop that and then move to my own business. Um, but once I made that decision to quit teaching and to focus on Ryan and Rose, it was kind of like, it was just like a weight was lifted. And it's like, you knew that's where I was supposed to be. And it's just, it's just magical when you, when you look back and sometimes I'm like, why didn't I quit earlier? You know, um, because I've had this business for four years now. And, but it was just that trust. It's hard to know. It's, you pray, you pray so hard and you know, it's, you, I don't know. It's like, a, it's a mental struggle sometimes. Yeah. I have a bunch of questions. So sure. first, well, can you push your mic up closer to? Yeah. Just said, uh, let McGarry do it. Okay. He's <laughs> he's the tech hand. Um, so the uh, did you always know that? I mean, what got you initially into sign language to begin with? So I grew up at Faith Baptist in Bartlett, and um, 
Did you grow up in Memphis? I did. Okay. I grew up in Bartlett, Tennessee. And um, we had a youth pastor, Ed Newton, and his parents were deaf. And he would, you know, teach us signs. And I know this kind of sounds silly, but I was in a pageant once and I didn't have a talent. And he taught me to sign songs. I was like, okay, great. I have a talent now. And so that was kind of how I got started. How old were you? Um, I was in high school. Okay. So um, I took my first sign language, sign language class downtown in Memphis when I was a senior in high school. And then it was just like one day God was like, I want you to go to school to do this. Um, so yeah, I got started in the church and then, um, went to university of Arkansas at Little Rock and got my bachelor's in American sign language. And then later got my master's at Valdosta state in Georgia. Um, okay. And but, right out of that, did you go to white station? I right out of uh, university of Arkansas, right out of my bachelor's. I went to white station. Okay. So walk me through the process of starting Ryan and Rose. What, what, what was the problem you were trying to solve? Sure. Um, and kind of how did that ball get rolling? So Ryan Rose was about one. That's my oldest daughter. And um, she used a pacifier. And our dog, Penny, used to always eat the pacifiers. So then, of course, I go to Etsy. And I'm looking eat for it? Her. She would eat, like, the nipples off the soothing pacifiers. Like it and drove. swallow it? No, just chew it out. Okay. You know, just enough to make you a little aggravated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, I had a need looking for a pacifier clip. And all the ones that I found were way too long or ugly or had characters on them. A lot of the ones at the big box stores were just unattractive. And um, so I, I, I have a bunch of kids, but what is a pacifier clip? So basically it's you attach it to a pacifier and then you can attach the pacifier clip to the child's clothes or car seat or stroller, basically so you don't lose it. So when you were looking for some that already existed, the, the strap was too long? Right. And so like when she was a year old, I'll, you know, she would want to use a pacifier when she's in her crib and I was like well she ain't using that pacifier clip because it could strangle her it could go around her neck and one day I was like why don't you make it shorter like why why are they so long yeah um how long were they how many inches do you think that is I mean, right foot? now 10 or 11, yeah. yeah so like right now our clips are seven inches so I would say they were double that wow yeah so one day it was just like God said create your own and so I did and how did you do that I just went to Hobby Lobby and got some trims and ribbon and bought some clips. And, um, of course, I don't know how to sew, so I had got my hot glue gun and uh, <laughs> made a basketball clip. And it was actually my husband. Um, the first one we used was made out of, like, these rose trims. And he was actually the one that came up with the first design that was, like, to loop it to for it to be double-sided to go through the clip. So he actually had a big part in this business, to too. Loop, what do you mean loop it? So you say you take a long piece of string, I mean a piece of ribbon, and so instead of like only being one-sided and kind of looping through the clip, we got a longer piece of ribbon and went through the clip and then glued both sides together. Gotcha. That probably won't be very clear on a podcast, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> totally <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you came up with a design. So we came up with a design, and I was just using them for myself. And, of course, I love Instagram, and I would post pictures of Ryan on Instagram, and people started asking me, do you sell those? And you But know. you'd be posting pictures of her, not necessarily of the clip. Yes. Yeah. Yes, correct. And so people were like, do you sell those? And I was like, okay, why not? Let's. And then that's when God was like, okay, I want you to start this business. And um, So what was that process like? Um, it was stressful. I, well, I think at first it was more just I never really – saw it in the very beginning I never really saw it to be this big business I just thought okay I can make a little extra money 
this is fun. I'm an artsy craftsy kind of person. I love doing stuff like this. So it's enjoyable. It's kind of like a hobby. And then quickly it turned into, okay, this isn't a hobby. This is another job. Well, at what point did you realize that? I would say the first year. So we started in June of 2013. And so I would I would almost say by like that December, that's when it was like, wow, this could really be something. And that's when I started, you know, doing more of the business side of it. We're like, you know, getting a registered trademark and um, starting an Instagram and getting a website. So I started on Etsy and then I went to a website called Big Cartel. And then eventually I went to Shopify and that's where I'm at now. Wait, uh, what was the second one after Etsy? Big Cartel. So what's that? It's basically just like another website domain or platform. Um, Etsy is where people go like to sell their crafts. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. So you were on there doing well, I would mm-hmm. I would assume. Yes. Because within six months, you realized this could actually be yeah. a legitimate business. Correct. Uh, so within six months, like how much were you selling at that point? So I think my first year I sold like $900, which isn't a lot. And then I think my next year was like. How many units is that though? So, oh my goodness, I need to get my calculator out. <laughs> Just first, rough it. I mean, say back then I was selling for like $10 a piece. Okay. So, um, whatever that is. 90. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> I do not <laughs> I do <know> math. math. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, you know, the next year um, it was like $9,000. And, you know, the next year it was $90,000. And then, this, you know, this last year it was like, $180,000. And so every year it's just like grown, you know, so much. That's unbelievable. And, and I think we need to go back and talk just for a second how this is unique in the pacifier <laughs> eclipse because uh, my daughter, who's now two, uh, when she was born, uh, Lindsay graciously gave me like 15 of the, uh, <laughs> uh, the clips. And so uh, she would wear them to school and she was a baller at the daycare. She was... <laughs> As a two-year-old. As a two-year-old, because I had I had so many of them, I could mix and match them to her outfit. I could, you know, and you know, they're not just you know um, decorative. There's uh, you had some uh, some ones that are like uh, beads that they mm-hmm. can play with and right. kind of development um, development wise, they can kind of you know finger something in their hands and and learn something like that. So like like I said, every time that I took Maya to school. Her her clip was on point with the rest of her outfit, and I love it. And it's just something that's not there, like because other than that, it's just like a, it's a red string. Otherwise, and so you know, for those moms and dads that want their kid to be, you know, Stylish. next level, you need to get those accessories right. Next level styling. You get, you get a Ryan and Rose clip. Yeah, so we're pretty much like the first short pacifier clip. That's kind of like how we market, um, and we, the reason we kind of changed the name. So like. You know, a lot of people know them as pacifier clips. Well, we changed the name to cutie clips because we wanted people cutie to, clips, cutie clips. Okay. So we wanted people to know that they're not just for pacifiers. You can attach their teethers and toys and sippy cups and snack jars and blankets. How and strong are these things? They're pretty strong. Well, how do they clip on? Um, I actually have some. I have some. So hold on. So when you when you first started, uh, like that first year where you said you did, you know, nine hundred dollars worth, were you just making these kind of in your house? Oh, yeah, with my glue gun. Glue gun? Yep, glue gun out, <laughs> doing it by myself. And I actually bought these for Macy. You had a little girl. Yeah. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So basically you would loop, I have it one in my hand, and so at the end of it, it has a loop. So I basically on a pacifier there's a hole, and so I would loop it through, and then I would do like a slip knot. 
through. Okay, so and just then, thread it through? Right, and then you just, it has a clip on the end, and you just attach it to their clothing or their car seats. That is or, really cool. Right. This is the first time this podcast has gotten me anything. Yep. <laughs> Besides fame. <laughs> <laughs> now you have cutie clips. <laughs> thank you so much. Those are actually really awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, we, um, I think the coolest thing about this business is um, being able to, so like, just recently, the last six months, I've really hired a lot of people. And before it was just me at night because, you know, I worked during the day. And so when I would get home after I put the kids or Ryan to bed, you know, I'd go upstairs and I'd stay up till midnight, one o'clock. And then I'd have to get up at five o'clock the next morning. So it was rough for the you know the yeah. first few years. Um, so it was only me. But recently I've been able to hire. And um, even when I started hiring, I still wasn't paying myself because it was like I was just putting my money back into the business, yeah. back into the business. Um, and that's why it was so hard to quit. Cause it was like, even to that point, I wasn't, I still wasn't paying myself very much, yeah. you know, not enough to live off and pay insurance. And so, um, but being able to create jobs. So right now we have 11 employees who are contract wow. and it's just crazy how God's you just kind of blessed us and, you know, being able to provide jobs in Memphis and, um, you know, Part of me is like, oh, I could do this in China. It's like, no, like I'm, I'm doing this here. I'm creating jobs here. I'm helping people in the community. Um, so what we are, have. What are they doing? Are they like assembling and doing all that, packaging all that? So each person makes a different clip, and they're, um, they do it in their own home. So it has to be like a smoke-free environment, and um, there's a lot of criteria they have to meet. And um, so basically, you have eleven people. They drop off and pick up each week. And that way I can look at quality control, you know, make sure like, oh, you need to make this change. But I also have some people I've met on Instagram who make for me too. So like they made past our clips and I'd contact them be like, hey, would you be interested in making Ryan and Rose clips? And so it's just kind of been able to com- connect that community, wow. the Instagram community as well. But um, but yeah, we have like a hundred different clips, different colors and sizes, and they each make a different clip. And I, I don't even make clips anymore. It was weird last week. You know, I'm, I'm creating new ones all the time but it was like i don't even know how to make that one anymore oh my gosh um but it's just it's just exciting so you design them mm-hmm. and then uh your contract employees assemble them yes do you physically lay eyes on every piece of inventory that goes out yes um really yeah because i ship we ship i also engrave clips so like on the metal piece um, you can engrave their name and I actually, I'm the one that does all the engraving. So yeah. Did you pick up that skill for this? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, there's a local jeweler that helped. She was actually engraving everything for me at first. I was, and I was the first to engrave pacifier clips as well on the actual metal clip. And so I had a jeweler, um, in Memphis and they, you know, they were doing everything and then they helped me got, get a machine and they taught me and it was Weimer's jewelers and Wolf Jays. Um, and they were incredible, just very helpful. And so, yeah. Is that hard to do? No, not once you know how to do it, but it it's, I kind of have to charge a lot because it takes a lot of time. Like for yeah. one clip, it can take five to 10 minutes. And you personally do it. I do. Yep. So, well, not with, I'm not like sitting there engraving, but like a machine does it. <laughs> right. <laughs> how much for the hand engraving? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so what's, what's next? I mean, are you, wait, hold on. Are you shipping it yourself? From my house, from my upstairs. Really? Yes. Yeah. So last month we shipped a thousand orders. Um, yeah. Just so last this is month. this is like so it you know needs to be a full time name, right? He knows your house. Yes. Yeah. So this like needs to be a full time job. Oh yeah, definitely. For you now. be able to pull that off. Yeah. 
yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's, you know, it's great. And every month it grows. It's every, you know, it's just a little bit more each month and it's just, um, yeah. I, but back up. So you are not full time at this, all right? Okay. So in December I quit teaching, mm -hmm. but then I started working at Millington Ford. My dad's the GM there. And so he kind of helped me because insurance was a little scary. You know, yeah. I was, I had insurance through Memphis city or Shelby County schools. Um, and I carried it for the family. So he actually hired me at Millington Ford and I did their social media for a few months, but then it got to where it's like Ryan and Rose was so much that I couldn't do both. And so I actually quit Millington, um, in July. So since August, I've been doing it full time, two months, two months. Yeah. What's that? Has that been a good experience? Just Love it. being completely devoted to. Yes. And I, I mean, I was, it's even, I've, just in the last two months, we've grown so much because I've been able to put 100% of my time. We're also uh, releasing new products. We're about to release new teethers that we've created um, wow. that will be branded. And so it's it's crazy because I go upstairs to work, and it's like then Ryan comes home, and I'm like, where did today go? Like, it's it's fun. It's not a job. It's, it's like I love it so much. Wait, so you're making teethers too? We are. How do you manufacture those? By hand. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. What is it made out of? Like silicone and wood, right? We do have some manufactured in China um, that are like going to be out of like silicone, but um, but the other ones like in a lot of our clips we call them teething clips because they have wood beads or silicone, and those are done by hand by our employees. So, is there like a special skill involved in that, or it's just that's that's to me that seems hard to do. We, um, my stepdad actually came up with a method, and I can't re reveal my secrets, but he's. Uh, <laughs> He's come up with like some tools. We create our own tools to use to to help you know get the string through the beads, and so yeah, it's been. Have you thought about selling those? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no, because then everybody everywhere. would copy. You know, it's all already so many shops copy. So, but yeah. So, I mean, right now you're shipping it out of your house. What's the next phase of Ryan and Rose? I mean, it, how long can that really last? You know, I don't know. Just that's kind of the thought that's been coming up in my head this last month. And, um, you know, I don't know something I've been struggling with. Like, I pray, I try to pray about everything. Okay, Lord, what's the direction you want me to go in? Like, do you, is the goal big box stores? Is the goal just to keep doing what I'm doing? You know, so it's, it's a hard balance to try to figure out what that is. Um, so I don't know. Like, I don't know. So, one thing I haven't talked about is we work with a program called Advanced Memphis. Have you heard of Advanced mm -hmm. Memphis? Okay. So but we, explain it just. All right. You know, for so Advanced Memphis is a program that helps um, one of the poorest zip codes in Memphis, and they help provide jobs and give teaching and help them get the people in that community, give them GEDs. And, you know, it's just an awesome program. So we've partnered with Advanced Memphis, and we've, um, we've actually trained people from their program to give them jobs. And so we, we trained three people, but we came out with one person who is amazing. Her name's Mary, and she makes uh, one of our clips. She makes our most popular heart cutie clip. She makes 40 clips a day. She does it from her home. Um, and so by partnering with them, we've able to, you know, cr cr give more jobs to people in Memphis, um, but then help people get on their feet, you know, who, who need it. And she, actually two days ago, she took her GED test. So we've been praying for her that, you know, she did really well, but, um, but yeah, so I don't know if, you know, we, I'd like to work more with advanced Memphis. Maybe they'll, maybe they could be our warehouse or, you know, I don't, I don't yeah. know where the Lord's going to take us. Um, but that's one thing we talked about in the very beginning. 
um, with Steve, you know, that might be a possibility, but, um, have you been approached by any of the big box stores? So, um, I were actually going to do that in the next probably two weeks. We're going to pitch our product to, to them. Um, you know, we're in probably, yeah, it's exciting. It's, uh, we're right now we're creating a catalog and doing line sheets and it's, it's now who's we, is that just you and your husband or is that just you or, well, so like for the, that I I hired a graphic designer. And so like me and her, so last night I was up to like midnight trying to, you know, make those tweaks and changes. And so it's, yeah, it's a lot. I mean, it's, it's all new to me. It's like, you know, it's like, you got to do this. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. We got to figure it out, you know, (laughs) Yeah. but it's, did they, do they approach you or did you reach out to them or how did that all work for the big stores that, so I had this, um, PR firm contact me and, and, you know, interested in working with us. So we, we actually hired them and they're going to help pitch, you know, our product to the stores. And so, so yeah. So is that, is that like a standard scenario of how that process works? Like you go through a separate firm to pitch to? To be honest, I have no idea. (laughs) I I think it can, I think it can work both ways. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I like about this is that it seems like a lot of times people are just frozen because they just want to have every single question answered. And it just seems like you just said, no, I don't know what I'm doing, but no, no, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But like, right. I don't have all the answers to how this all works, but I'm just going to go and I'm going to figure it out as I go. Oh yeah, definitely. And I just think if people would do that and just get the courage to actually take the first step, then there'd be a lot more stories that would be success stories rather than just, man, I'm, I have this idea, but I don't really want to do it because I don't know how it all works yet. Right. And they just want to have all those boxes checked. Yeah. I just give it to him. Like, okay, Lord, whatever you want me to do, um, you know, I follow my heart and I do it. And, um, it's just crazy. Cause it was like a few weeks ago, I was like, I had idea to do teethers and it was just like, Oh, I'm going to do this. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know if it's a stupid idea. Them. Yeah. And now it's, we're already selling them. And, and you're inventing tools. Yes. yes. <laughs> <Inventing> tools. <laughs> and people keep having babies. Yeah. So know, right? more yeah. yeah. The market's never going to run dry. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So, and speaking of, you just had a baby, right? I did. She's four months old. And it was kind of crazy because, like, it was right in the moment where I was going to quit teaching. And I struggled. It was like, God, why now? Like, I just decided to quit. And this is not the right time. This is not what I thought. This <laughs> it's not is not my plans. Yes, this is not my plans. <laughs> and it's looking back, it's like, she, he just said, I got this, you know? It's, was she early? She was three weeks, but I had a really rough pregnancy, and um, and that was another thing. Like, I quit in December, and I was so sick and struggled through the whole pregnancy. Like, I, there's no way I could have been teaching, and wow. so it was just like God knew I needed to, to not be teaching, and um, but yeah, and, and even when she came here, I almost actually passed away. Um, my body went septic, and um, like I had a 105 fever and had high blood during pressure the birth? during the birth. Well, actually before the birth, they actually took her emergency C-section and, um, had two blood transfusions and it was just scary. I don't really remember that 24 hours, Wow! but, um, there's like one moment I remember my mom, my parents are divorced, my mom, my dad, and my husband praying. And, you know, I don't remember the whole 24 hours before, but I remember that moment and I, I don't really remember what was going on. But I like I feel like I had a peace about me. Like God said, "This is you're gonna be okay." Like I got this, and of course they took me. I got Charlie, 
um, everything was great. And I came out and I just thought nothing ha- Like I had no idea like what had happened that 25 hours before. And I came out and Mo's there and Keith, you know, from church is there. And, you know, I'm just like, Hey, what's up? You know, and I had no idea. I was just recently passed away. So it was, um, but yeah, I came out like a new person. It was, it was scary, but exciting all at the same time. Yeah. Did you grow up in the church? I did. So I- where does all that, I mean, there's, you know, plenty of people that have grown up in the church that lack that uh, that confidence that you have that the Lord's always going to do what needs to be done. Like, where does that come from? So I actually can say I don't think I, I got that confidence or understood what it meant to have faith. Like, you know, you say faith, but like to really understand the trust and the to know what that means. I don't think that was till after college. And I started listening to Kenneth Copeland ministries on TV and I started coming to fellowship and listen to Brian Loritz. And what year was that? Oh, I don't even know. Brian was later. Um, I don't do numbers. I said, I don't know what year that was. <laughs> Come on, McGarry. <laughs> probably, probably like three or four years ago. Okay. So, um, but after college, I started listening to, you know, Kenneth Copeland Ministries and like, it wasn't till then, like, I knew what faith was. Like, I grew up in the church. I grew up in a Baptist church and I feel like it was more about tradition and doing and the movements and the motions, but I don't think I knew what it meant to have faith or to believe that the Lord was always going to provide or always going to take care of me. So it was later in life, um that I got that, you know, getting on my knees and just crying out to him and just give it like really, really giving a hundred percent to God and saying, this is my life. You do what you want with it. I'm here. Let's do this. So it seems like with all those major transitions of quitting your job, you know, the insurance thing is a big deal. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a handcuff for a lot of people. They just can't get out of their certain situations because they're just strapped to insurance. But right. um, like all those things are really big monumental decisions that are life changing. Right. So would those decisions have played out in a similar way without that faith? Or, oh no. So in what ways does faith become integral in the way you operate a business? Well, I think first is like some people ask, like, what's your advice? And my advice is pray about everything. Pray about your finances. Pray about, I pray for my employees all the time. Like um, praying for, you know, my manufacturers, praying for my materials, my products. Like you just have to have God in every aspect of your business. Um, Pray about my giving. That was one thing, you know, I give to Engage Memphis and I struggled with like, how much do I give? You know, I want to, I want to grow this business, but I also want to do what God wants me to do with this money that he's blessed me with. Um, so just praying about every faucet of your business and everything, pray about everything. (laughs) Does that make sense? (laughs) So you actually do that. Oh yeah. (laughs) I have to, you know, and I'm, I'll, I'll be real. I'm human. You know, there's times where I don't pray as much as I should, but you know, I try to put sticky notes up. Um, you know, when I used to work at the school, I'd pray for my kids, you know, pray for this class and that class and, you know, but I feel like I've had in my business, I've even had so many God moments that I know if I wasn't praying about that, I'm pretty sure that wouldn't have happened. Hmm. Um, Do you have any examples? So I was buying my clips, the actual metal pacifier or the actual clip from 
somebody in the United States. Come to find out, she was buying it from, it was going through three other channels before it was getting to me. <laughs> so we had, there was actually three middlemen wow. from before I was getting to manufacturer. Somehow, God, I was able to find that manufacturer. I mean, I had no number. I had no, I had no idea where, what country it was being manufactured in. And all I had was a picture that, hey, I want to put my logo on this clip. And I sent it to them. They were like, that's my clip. I'm like, no way. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so that's that's probably my biggest God moment. Like, wow. So what, were you praying about that? or So hard. Praying, you know. And let me also say, it took a lot of research. I mean, hours and hours and hours on the computer finding manufacturers. And I'm still doing that. Like, I'm, we're, um, you know finding materials that's one thing i struggle with is you know we're still you know buying so like say our heart cutie clip we're buying it through we're not buying it straight from the manufacturer so trying to find those channels to get to the manufacturers because like where i'm getting that material now i know it's safe i've tested it i know it's strong what do you mean you tested it so like our products are cpsc certified safe so like i've sent it to a lab and they've tested it for strength and lead because you have skin in the game. Oh, yeah. I don't want to be sued. With your own kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And my kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, one thing about this company's safety, like that was from the very beginning, I shortened them for safety. So safety is priority. Even I, I struggled with, we sell bead clips now, and I, I prayed so hard over this. Lord, are you sure? Are you sure <laughs> you want me to sell bead clips? Like what if a kid chokes someone? Choking? Yeah, like what if one comes off? Mm-hmm. You know, like then that's my life and my family that I'm putting in jeopardy. You know, what if we get sued? Um, but, you know, I just felt like God said, we got this. You know, as long as you do the right right things and you test them and you you know, everybody else is selling them. So let's, you can do this. Yeah. It's fascinating that what I, I just love hearing that, you know, all these people have these grandiose ideas and they put God, like God can handle the grandiose ideas, but the day to day I got, you know, and I just, I think it's really cool and encouraging that there, like you're saying, you pray about everything. There's nothing that you feel like you can't bring to the Lord in prayer. Oh yeah. And, uh, and, have a better situation because of it. And I know your husband, he's running his own business too, right? Mm-hmm. With his dad, they have a heat and air company, HR for own company. So yeah, they, they, he goes to go to work and I how are you balancing all that? Uh, to, Cause your, your first daughter is five. She's five. She's in kindergarten. Okay. So that's helpful. That was, right. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So we put her on the bus Yeah. and then, um, and Charlie, she, at the very beginning, it was kind of rough. She had colic, my newborn. Mm-hmm. Um, but once we, you know, got that under control, we forgot four formulas later and had to stop breastfeeding. But um, we got that under control, and um, she's an awesome baby. So she's easy. Wow. Like, we just, you know. She's chill. She's chill. Yeah. She sits upstairs while we ship and, and grave clips upstairs. <laughs> so is your husband helping you with all that, too? So he he does his own thing, but like last night we're working on new packaging for a new product. So he was up there helping me, you know, with all the measurements. Like I said, I don't do math, mm-hmm. so we're um, we're working on that. Like I leave here, I'm going to the printer to you know get the new packaging printed. Um, but yeah, he helps me with that kind of stuff. And a lot of times, like if I have big orders with boxes and has to do with math and how much will fit and where, he helps me with that and Amazon as well. So we're on Amazon too. So. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, when we wrap it up, I'll ask where people can find you, but, um, 
take me back to the time when you graduated college. Okay. And you said you didn't know what having faith was. You grew up in the church. You know, it was just about ritual and uh, tradition and all that. If you could go back to that person, that Lindsay, and tell her something, what would you tell her? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> to listen to Kenneth Copeland. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. Get ready. Your life's about to change. Yeah. You know, like. And people, I don't know, like, it's just when they, op- when you finally open up and you, you have that like aha moment, like, oh my gosh, this is what life's about. Like, it's, it's mind blowing. It's your whole perspective on life changes. And, and once, you know, once so many people have a hard time giving up that control and they worry or they, you know, they stress about the little things, but when you, when you stop doing that it's like you can breathe and your life is just so much better Hmm. like you know it's god's going to provide he's going to take care of you you know you just you just have to give it to him and it's easier said than done it is but you know give it to him also it's really cool i'm jumping all over the place but i think what's really cool is you didn't necessarily come up with some grand invention of a new idea. You took an already existing idea, tweaked it and made it better. Right. And I think there's a lot of people that maybe have something like that on their radar. They're thinking about, you know, do I try to make this or not? Like as you have gone through the process over the past four years, what would you tell that person that's considering taking a step towards launching their idea that's just real hesitant or fearful to do it? I think just do it, you know, pray about it and do it. Like, get an Instagram account. Um, <laughs> step one. <laughs> was that, the, was that like kind of your biggest driver of business? Oh yes. I mean, even really? today it's Instagram, you know, I pay for um, ads and stuff like that, but Facebook and Instagram ads, but yeah, definitely Instagram, you know, like right now I think I have 123,000 followers for the business, for the business. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's That's all, insane. it's all there. And they're awesome. How does that drive revenue? Where did the, did you keep the link in your bio or do you, how does that all work? Yeah. So just keep the link in your bio and post pictures and, you know, I kind of do it where I post two like lifestyle pictures and then I post a clip picture that's just of the clip. So when you scroll my feed, you know, you can see, you can tell what she sells, you know, but yeah, it's just the link in the bio. Is there, is there like a community formed around it? Like people will actually tag you or hashtag Ryan so we, and Rose or... yeah yeah so we have a hashtag Ryan and Rose and we also have a hashtag cutie clips but I, I actually I don't know if I was the first but I was one of the first so like each clip has their own name so we have like the heart cutie clip and the Harris cutie clip and I was one of the first to actually like hashtag Harris cutie clip so like if you wanted to see okay what do all the Harris cutie clips look like you can click on that and it'll show all the clips but also on my website so say you're looking at the Harris cutie clip on my website. You can click on the hashtag and it'll take you to all those customer photos as well. On just, it. Just smart. <laughs> just smart. It's crazy. Cause like in the, you know, like I always said, okay, God created Instagram for me. Like I know he didn't, <laughs> but it's, it's such a me thing. Like my mom growing up, we always took pictures. And if you follow my personal account, it's Lindsay Hart Farrell. Like People are like, oh, I love to see what Charlie and Ryan are doing because I post a ton of pictures. But that's that's me. That's that's I've always been that way. I grew up that way. I have like 40 scrapbooks of my childhood, you know, like that's just and I love pictures. And so like this is my this is my thing. This is like my forte. How did you grow the the business Instagram to what it is? I mean, 
Did you just launch it and people just latched onto it as they bought? I mean, it's slow. I think people look at me now and they're like, oh my gosh, she has so many followers, but it took time. I mean, I would even say in the last year, it's when I really, really grew on Instagram, but you know, there's an awesome Instagram community. I've met some awesome friends on Instagram that are also shop owners. And, you know, we kind of tag team it together um, and work together to help build not just my business, but their business as yeah. well. Um, so, you know, we might do flat lays. That's what they're called, like with different products from all of our shops. Um, we do giveaways. I do a whole lot of giveaways um, because, like my husband said, it's free advertisement. It's not, I mean, what, I might be giving away like 20 or $40 a product, but that's awesome. Like yeah. advertisement a long time ago would have cost a lot more to get that kind of traction. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in the beginning we did a lot of loop giveaways where like, this might be kind of confusing, but like, so you say 20 shops and we're giving away a MacBook pro or something like that. We're all given a hundred dollars to buy a, pro, a computer and you have to follow all of those shops to enter. So that was a huge way we would get an influx of followers. And, um, but the, our followers are awesome. Like they're, they become almost kind of like part of your family. Like I know I've so, met so many people through Instagram that I've never met, but I know a lot about them and we consider ourselves friends. Like my best, it's pretty cool. Best friends are from Instagram. Like, so three years ago I flew out to California to meet my friend Stacy T.O. Met her on Instagram. And uh, yeah, that's kind of crazy. People are like, you went, you flew to LA to meet a girl you met on Instagram. <laughs> of course, my husband was with me. Um, but yeah, and we've flown, we've flown back since then. And, yeah. you know, we text all the time. So yeah. I would think that's pretty common, actually. Oh, yeah. Nowadays, definitely. Yeah, not unusual at all. Okay. So how can, what's the best way people can find you? I mean, is it just to follow you on Instagram? Is it because maybe you have a website, you're selling on Amazon? Like, if you were going to direct people to go to, a spot on the web to learn more about what you're doing. Where would they go? I would definitely recommend Instagram, Ryan and Rose. And um, I do stories every day. So, so you get to, you, s- yeah. Sorry, Ryan sorry. and Rose? Uh-huh. Okay. So R-Y-A-N-A-N-D-R-O-S-E. Um, and then our website is ryanandrose.co.co. Um, but yeah, on Instagram, we do stories. So you get to see a little bit of my personal life. But then, you you know, I also mix it up with clips. And so, um, but yeah. That's so. awesome. And but we, yeah, we sell on Amazon and our website, and we're on Facebook. But Amazon Prime, yes, all okay. Prime. Good, good. <laughs> I'm addicted too. So, well, how does how does that just sorry, random question? How does that work with Prime if you're a supplier? So basically, I package everything up and then ship to their warehouse, it's, and then they ship it from there, and they ship it from there as yeah. people order. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Well. I can't thank you enough for coming here and for hooking my daughter up with some clips. Of course. That's awesome. Sorry, McGarry, you missed the bus on that. <laughs> no, you didn't. You no, were styling for no, a long I, time. I, I got on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I'm off the bus now. <laughs> and uh, also, thank you so much for all you do on Sundays. I mean, yes. you're, that's one thing that not a lot of people know about you is that you're also serving the church on Sunday mornings, doing interpretation from the stage each and every week. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to do that. You're doing it just because... You feel I love like it. God's called you to do that yeah. and, and you love doing it. So, um, we love you. We're so grateful you're a part of this and, uh, yeah, go to Ryan and Rose, Instagram.co, mm-hmm. Ryan and Rose.co yes. or on Amazon. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks. <laughs>